This is Stacy Marshall with Printwear Magazine. Matt Vassallo with TheRidingStoneWorld.com. Richard Greaves with ScreenMaking.com. Brian Walker with RTP Apparel. This is Peter Walsh with MNR, and you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Terry Combs. Terry Combs. Terry Combs. And Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Keep on listening. I don't know if these guys are that regular. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, November 5th, 2021. I'm Terry Combs. You can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at rsuccessgroup.com. Terry, uh, today, the two special guests are right here with you right now. And (laughs) we we love doing these shows where we get a chance to just chat. And uh, so what we were talking about was how do we... How do we get back to the basics? How do, how do we get nuts and bolts? And, and we'll talk more about that a, a little bit later. But, uh, you know, today, Terry, we want to talk about where do we go from here? You've started your business. What what are the steps that you want to take next? Um, so if you are a, a decorator that's been in business for a while, um, we'd love to hear your feedback, your take on all this. We'd love to hear you jumping in on the comments and stuff like that. Um, also, you may find some tips in here that you're like, yeah, I can maybe forgot that yeah. so i want to go back to that but if you're new um yeah go ahead terry well I, aaron i'm sorry i didn't mean to talk over you uh you know part of this was when uh the three of us were having a conversation about upcoming shows and, and i mentioned you know i had somebody in screen printing class um say okay i i get all this yeah where do i start what what do i do first to mm-hmm. to to be in business and I thought, you know, I guess uh, maybe it's time to come back and 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 readdress the step one, step two, step three to get uh, to hang your shingle out, so to speak. Yeah, no, I I agree, and 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 so I'm excited about this, and you know, it may be some stuff that we've talked about in the past. So I'm just preemptively uh, throwing that out there for Kim Johnson, who's uh, in the comments, saying Happy Friday, but. Um, after nine years, you know, you kind of have to revisit from time to time and I'm sure there'll be new and exciting information today. I'll I'll try not to uh, repeat anything I said over dinner last night. There you go. That's as much as I can promise. Okay. That's that's as far as it goes. All right. Well, speaking of regulators and people checking in here this morning, uh, Yosta is checking in from Sweden this morning. And uh, I also got a, uh, a great joke from him, right? right before so not really a dad joke but i feel like i need to tell it if if you're okay with that terry hey, yeah let's hear it let's hear all, it all right he says uh my friend said he couldn't pay his water bill so i sent him a get well soon card <laughs> get a well soon yeah got it okay uh, <laughs> i don't know that sounded like a dad joke to me <laughs> yes it probably was but it is not the official two regular guys dad joke of right. the day, we have that coming. coming up soon um, so thanks for checking in, Yosta. Uh, let's see who else we've got here. Angela, good morning to you. And Charles, good morning. Thank you for being here. Richard, hello. And Bevy Jean, good morning. Martha, Sandy, Rich. <laughs> let's see how fast we can go, Eric. <laughs> Speaking of, and for those of you that aren't familiar, uh, our wonderful friend and, and just super helpful, amazing guy, Eric Campbell, is in the background kind of keeping track of the comments for those of you listening on the podcast side. Uh, there are live comments coming from the regulators. So um, appreciate Eric keeping track of all that. And Eric is also in the comments. So he will uh, be bringing his take on some of the things that we're, we're doing. Uh, let's see here. We've got uh, Jerry. Good morning. Um, 
Todd says instead of Jim's towing, maybe now it's James's towing. Is that the best way to change that topic up? <laughs> uh, makes it a little more formal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Only my good. mother calls me James, according to Jim. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, and then uh, Sheila says she's listening while she's working on her applique, applique getaway thing. Uh, speaking of applique getaway, we'll, we'll talk about that in just one second here. Um, and then I did want to get to this one because Doug Quinn, Terry, you'll remember Doug, our friend that we Absolutely. got to hang out with in Atlantic City a few times. Sure. He, he's shocked that we're still alive. So that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's telling or what. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's because we're not hanging out with him anymore. Maybe that's it. <laughs> it could be. could be. Uh, all right. Excellent. Well, uh, Terry, let's uh, talk a little news here before we get into the topic here today. Um, some yeah. stuff happening. Yeah, actually, the Reggie Award nominations are are still uh, coming. Uh, you have until November 11th at 5 p.m. Central, Center of the Universe time. So, <laughs> you know, get over to tworegularguys.com slash Reggie's and make your nominations. Aaron, Eric, uh, Aaron, you have to uh, do seven nominations, right? Correct. Yeah, so there's there's 10 categories, and, and for your nomination to count, uh, you'll need to uh, have seven Fill in seven of the cat of the 10 categories. So again, we're, we're just trying to get people, you know, we want to recognize people. We need to kind of expand and, uh, you know, instead of just jumping in there and voting for your one favorite person, do a little homework. This is your industry too. And, and, uh, be proud of it and, and find, find some other people. So yeah. you can always put Terry in there too. So if you, if you need to fill in that last one, number seven, go ahead. <laughs> Best new product. Yeah. Comes. yeah. So we've uh, got about, I think about uh, 70 or 80 nominations so far, Terry. Great. So, and, and just if years pass or any indication this week will be the, the week where, where things happen, but yeah, um, this is a drop dead date. What, what uh, Terry said there, 11, uh, November 11th at 5 PM central time. Uh, the, the page actually comes down automatically. So even if I forget, it's not there anymore and you can't do it. Don't email us afterwards. It, it you know, you, We've given you a full month's notice here, right? <laughs> exactly right. Nice. So, so what else is happening, Terry? Uh, well, this uh, actually is from a conversation from before dinner, so it doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> SNS Activewear has acquired TSC Apparel. So uh, SNS Activewear announced it has signed a definitive agreement to acquire competitor TSC Apparel, making SNS the uh, making this SNS's fourth acquisition since 2010. Um, TSC was founded in 1976 and has grown from a regional t-shirt supplier into a national distributor of blank apparel and accessories, and they have over 30,000 customers. So uh, today, SNS says its products can reach 99% of the U.S. within two days and 44 states in one day. And according to SNS, Joining forces with TSC will allow them to bring a larger depth of inventory and an expanded expanded product offering to the marketplace. So I thought that was uh, interesting. I, I was very surprised by that yesterday, Aaron. Yeah, I saw that too, and I, I definitely was surprised as well. And I don't know. So is that where all of the, the garments are that these distributors are supposed mm -hmm. to have in stock? They, is, they, they are. were at TSC? They, uh, SNS saw that uh, the uh, the other company, uh, TSC, their ship was two ships ahead of them in Long Beach. Gotcha. So they said, <laughs> bye. 
<laughs> buy them up. <laughs> yeah, no. it's like it's like NFL draft, you know, trading up. They 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 bought they bought the next two spaces up. There's still five back though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's still cute. Um, I speak. Yeah. So speaking of that, uh, Todd shared something the other day in in one of the groups where somebody had uh, some products that were in back order and the expected uh, re inventory stock date was 2025. <laughs> I didn't mean to uh, say that while you were taking a sip there, Terry, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I was shocked. So like, how, how do you like, oh yeah, we know we're not going to get this for what? That's three, four, five, four, <laughs> three and a half years, something like that. So anyhow, uh, I guess they're the only ones actually being honest about it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, interesting news there. Thanks for sharing, Terry. Uh, the news that I wanted to share is uh, the virtual applique getaway is coming up here next week. It starts on the 12th to the 14th of November. And um, there is a great lineup of educators, including the originator of the regulators slogan, uh, longtime friend of the show and rock star community builder, Christine Shreve. Uh, also, Lisa Shaw is an educator. Sheila Ryan, uh, who is actually in the comments listening to the show while she is preparing her her presentation so she's getting a head start on me um i need to get on it <laughs> no uh jeff fuller and and as i mentioned i'll be presenting a session as well called finding your niche and <laughs> here's the deal terry i i think the price for all this education is way too low in my opinion so i would recommend heading over to uh, two regular guys.com forward slash ag and registering before they come to their senses. <laughs> I don't think they're going to change the price. I'm just kidding. Uh, but it, it, I'm like, wow, really? That's the price. That is incredible. So um, with all that education, with all the great stuff that they do over there, go get registered. Um, uh, last I looked, it was $25. So <laughs> that's pretty incredible. And um, let's see here. And, and the other part is, Terry, you'll be able to view all of the education on into 2022. I can't remember the exact date, but sometime in January. So even if you can't watch everything this next weekend, sign up and um, you, you'll have access to it. Uh, you know, so during your holiday breaks, stuff like that, you can take a look. So um Jeff Fuller, who's one of the instructors, says, I'm excited. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited as well. So again, one more time, tworegularguys.com forward slash AG for applique getaway. Awesome. All right. So, Terry, um, we have a dad joke contribution from one, one man myth legend Batman, Eric Campbell. Would you exactly. like to present this for, for Eric today? Too? I would. This is a really good one, Eric, uh, because uh, Eric shared another one with uh, Aaron and I in our in our continuous chat we have going on on the Internet. And Aaron and I were both like, well, I don't get it. We had to go, <laughs> had to go look up words and everything. <laughs> Even when I looked it up, I didn't get it. <laughs> this one, on the other but hand, the, we got. This one, I get I like, I like this one, Eric. All right, Aaron, you ready? Yep, I'm ready. What do you call a beehive without an exit? I don't know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is very good, Eric. But, uh, but all of uh, all of Eric's jokes do come with an explanation. There's always parentheses explaining <laughs> the joke. <laughs> uh, 
Eric, always bringing it from all all sides and and shapes and forms. Awesome. All right, Terry. Well, let's keep moving. All right, Aaron. Before we dive in, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We are always looking for new guests. If you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to Calendly.com slash two, the number two, regular guys, with your show ideas. If you are listening to the podcast version of our show, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys with all your industry friends so they can become regulators too. And we would appreciate you giving us a review. This is really important to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you do your podcast listening. If you're watching us live right now, especially with this uh, starting a business uh, subject, please join in with your comments and questions and and tips that we can share with uh, with new folks coming into the industry. Yep, agreed. Thank you very much. And um, speaking of regulators and comments and stuff like that, we've got a few other people checking in here this morning. We've got Tony. Good morning. Thanks for being here. And uh, uh, Lyndon. Then we've got David Haynes from CorelTrainer.com checking in from Phoenix. Um, and then as per usual, Todd has a follow-up to the dad joke, if, uh, if you're ready for that. So Todd said, uh, we got our honey's worth out of that joke. <laughs> Letty's normally around too with a good follow-up, but uh, I haven't seen her yet this morning. So, <laughs> All right. Well, um, Terry, th- so today's program is actually brought to you by Printing United now uh, because their event was uh canceled this year their their live event um we don't have anything specific to play for them but we do want to encourage you to head over to printingunited.com and checking out all the stuff that they've got going on over there uh, become a member they're they're doing some incredible stuff uh they brought in new staff and and some people that that we know and love that are just kind of been given <laughs> given some rain to to create some really yeah. cool stuff so um, they haven't been able to uh, tell me anything yet, but I know there's some cool stuff in the works and what they have been able to tell me, I've been sworn into secrecy. So, <laughs> uh, you know, Aaron, it's just us. Go ahead. <laughs> I think, I think I came up with that, Terry. So you're not, gonna get me on that. <laughs> but good, very good. Um, well, yeah. I, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, to Vegas and it feels like a long way away next October, but uh, 2022 felt like a long way away uh, here, not very long ago, and it's around the corner. Yeah, it's in the single digits of weeks, folks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, what is this November? What? When is Thanksgiving? You know, two weeks away. <laughs> oh boy. Well, time flies when you're having fun, Terry. So anyhow, exactly. uh, make sure that you're checking out PrintingUnited.com. Uh, love all the stuff they're doing over there, and uh, as they grow, and and they they're really. Um, on board with this convergence thing and, and kind of looking at the industry as a bigger picture. Um, it brings more kind of power to, to our side of things, you know, where they can get things done in Washington and, and things like that. Plus I, I think it's, it's needed, right? We, we need to make sure that we're diversified and we've got all that stuff going. So I, I yeah, just feel it, like it, being know, part of Printing United is, is very worthwhile right now. Yeah. And they've, they've certainly made a commitment to garment decorators as well with the uh, garment decorator section. And yeah. uh, uh, I think that uh, it'll be a lot of fun come uh, come uh, October next year. And of course, you know, there are lots of articles and things like that. Even if you're not a member of SGIA slash Printing United, there, there's some resources on online there. <clears throat> if you need some obscure product decorated, 
uh, I always send people there and say, listen, just uh, just reach out to them, tell them what you're looking for. And there's probably a good possibility one of the members uh, does that type of product. And, and the folks at SGIA slash Printing United would uh, would love to uh, to get you together with one of their members that can help you out. So, yeah, for sure. Well, that's a great point, Terry. Awesome. All right. Well, Lyndon says unbelievable. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, there we go. All right, Terry. Well, shall we? Shall we jump into what? what's next? Where, where do we start, right? Let's that's do, it. Aaron. Where do we start with this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's an interesting point too, Terry. So, you know, as we've talked about, we're both pretty excited about this and I think it's it's needed and necessary. And again, even if you're in business for a while, I think you'll be able to find some things in here that maybe you kind of go back to some basics. And and plus, like Terry said, we want you guys jumping in here and chiming in throughout this. And, um, you know, I basically staked my career on working with small businesses. I love working with small businesses. And, and I've actually found, Terry, that when I'm working with small business owners, they're actually so mired into those details that they kind of forget the big picture of, of, what it means to be in business and stuff like that. So I've kind of made it my mission to preach the fundamentals and, and kind of the grand vision. And, and that way they can kind of have this foundation and, and withstand setbacks. And, um, you know, and so because of that, you guys probably notice, uh, at least I hope you notice, because <laughs> if you don't notice, I'm not fulfilling my mission. But um, I spend a lot of time uh, talking about sharing, working on things like success principles and finding your why and setting goals and business planning. And it, and, and so this kind of topic right here, it, it does kind of like jolt me back into reality a little bit, you know, because I believe that most of the small businesses actually have these tools to handle these details, um, but their lack of foundation kind of makes them uncertain. And so those tiniest details kind of freeze them. And, and so I want to share resources with them that'll help them with their confidence and taking action. Um, but again, these nuts and bolts type tips that we're going to get to here today are things that will help our industry grow. So um, again, if you're experienced, we want your feedback and, and hopefully take some tips out of this. And, uh, if you are new though, uh, Terry, I'm sure has one he can loan to you, a, a yellow legal pad. You need that standing by because, uh, I think, uh, between Terry and I, we're going to have some really good, like things that you need to write down here. Um, but so with all that being said, so you kind of got my, my big, like, okay, let's dream and vision and. So I have to ask Terry a favor here today to really make this show work. <laughs> um, you have to keep me on target and and keep me out of the clouds. And as as I can already see, as we were kind of coming up with the the stuff, kind of going, oh yeah, well that's just the answer to that is you know have a clear mission, a brand identity, right? Some of those big picture things. So I will make sure that I do my best to stay into the actual nuts and bolts. But Terry, you're in charge. All right. So all right. where do you actually want to start with this? I love being in charge. And I can hear your drone coming back down to earth with your iPhone attached to it. The picture getting smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller. And, exactly. And, and reality is Eric's actually in charge, but that's a whole different story. Well, so. that's true. And he already <laughs> has threatened to turn up my microphone for being a wise guy before the show went on. So uh, Todd says, you mean Terry has a buzzer i'm sure terry can make a buzzing noise for sure <laughs> oh that's funny anyway well so so let's start with the nuts and bolts uh 
Um, and, and let's answer this question. What kind of a business do I want to start? I mean, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's the most basic of all basic uh, questions. Don't you think Aaron? I, I agree. And, and yeah. And so what, yeah. How do you answer that question? Right. I mean, you show up at, you know, you brought this up from a, a situation or a question that you had at your screen printing class. So I show up at Terry Combs complete screen printing business course what kind of business do I want to start? How do you answer that question? And, and, and you know, uh, for me, Aaron, it's, it's talking, uh, and, and I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but, but you know, what I, I think part of it is people get into this business because they, they have a creative streak. They want to be creative. And <clears throat> Jay and I, uh, Jay Bissell and I uh, have been interviewing folks in the DTG world uh, who are successful and, and uh, just this week, we interviewed someone who, and, and Aaron, you would love this. I was thinking of you as she was answering. She goes, well, I started with my why. Yes. Then I did my, then I did my business plan. And, and she goes, but then things changed. And, 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 uh, and I thought how interesting it was that she didn't feel locked into her business plan yeah. because, because the, the marketplace kind of steered her over here. She was still being very creative. She was still doing the things that she wanted to do to be creative, but she she saw how things had shifted a little bit, and and, and in today's world, you, you got to be a little bit fluid, right? And yeah. uh, <laughs> and so she was still doing some very cool things. She had to uh, kind of take a step back because she was doing everything kind of by hand and had to get more of a uh, more of a production setup going in in her right. shop. But but um, so you know, what kind of business do I want to start? You know, usually for most of us, I, I want some type of business where I can be creative. I, I have these great ideas. I have the greatest t-shirt idea of all time, Aaron. <laughs> How many times have you on. heard that in your life, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to be in Chicago teaching a class uh, this weekend. So I will hear it again. I have the greatest idea of all time. I don't want to share it with the, the group because I don't want someone to steal my idea. No, I, I already know five people who are doing that exact same thing. And and guess what? It's okay for you to do it too. So uh, I, until I hear the greatest t-shirt idea of all time, I, I will have to say, you know, you, you, you can share your idea. Nobody's going to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So what, what, so what else about what there? kind of business do, do you start? Do, do I want to start? You know, what, what kinds of things are you looking at there and, and how do you direct people into answering that? How do I direct people in, in what kind in, of Yeah, coming up with that answer, you know. So it's going to be some creativity, you know. What, yeah, what I, else is... I, I usually, uh, I will give examples of niche markets. And, and Aaron, you've you've seen me do the <laughs> 52 niche markets and 50, or 52 niche markets is 52 minutes. And everyone who knows me knows that's <laughs> impossible. But uh, I usually get to about 18. But uh but I, I give examples of what other people are doing and how they are kind of directing their their thoughts and their businesses and 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 you know it's it's uh, it's finding it's finding that need in the marketplace right yeah. and so um, and, and you know I, I want to emphasize the this fact that uh, and I mentioned this already that just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean there isn't room in the marketplace for you to do it too. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly you you want to come at it from your own angle. Certainly you want to uh, try to do it better than anybody else. There's 
that that's always a goal, you know, do it better yeah. than everybody else. But and and that isn't necessarily, you know, heat applying vinyl better than the next person. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, digitizing better than the next person. That's always a goal as well. But but it's the oval the overall business. Maybe you maybe your the the need in the marketplace is for better customers, <clears throat> excuse me, better customer service. And, yeah. and guess what? That's a need in a lot of marketplaces, uh, yeah. better customer service, um, make it easier for the customer to buy. So, uh, and, and of course I know Aaron, you want to talk about niche markets. And, no, that's and fine. Go ahead. ahead. Keep going. Well, I, you and I are both huge niche market people yeah. because the, the beauty of a niche market is, you know more about it than anybody else. And, and you can't fake this. You, you can't, and, and this is an example I've given before, Kim. Um, <laughs> if you want to sell car shirts, uh, you can't go out there and talk to car people and, and not know what you're talking about. Because yeah. as soon as they realize you don't know what you're talking about, then they shut you down. They, yeah. they think, you know, you're, you're, you're wanting to be a part of this marketplace. Uh, learn a little bit about us. Learn a little bit about cars. Learn a little bit about uh, the, 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 the processes we uh, are in, learn a little bit about what we're passionate about. It's, it's not going and buying a car. It's, it's, it's other things about that car. Maybe, you know, maybe your, your, your dad or your grandpa drove a 57 Chevy and you've loved 57 Chevys for the rest, for all your life. And, yeah. and, and that's your passion. And you want a 57 Chevy on a shirt. Um, you, you as a decorator, can't just go out and randomly pick a Chevy and put it on a shirt and make that customer happy. And and I know that's kind of a yeah, round, yeah. The, round the tree example, but, but uh, you know, let, let's probably talk a little bit about niche markets here. Yeah. I, 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 I agree that you're, you know, and I also have learned the best way to keep me on track is just to let you talk. So that, <laughs> we'll just go with that. No, but um I think you're exactly right, right? What's the need in the marketplace? And and then I love that you brought up the point about, you know, working on being the best. And and I think where people might miss that sometimes is you need to work on being the best in your space, in your niche, in exactly. what it is that is uniquely you. So like you said, just because there's other people that are selling car shirts or, or you know, how many screen printers print for bands? Right. Yeah. And there's still plenty of room for you to go be somebody that prints for bands. You just have to bring your own personal what you do best to it. So it's not necessary. Yes, you want to make sure that you hone your craft and, and understand, you know, what the needs of those bands are as far as, you know, they don't want something really thick and heavy because they're going to be under lights and they're going to be sweating and it's a black shirt, right? Every, you've got to print a black shirt. Right. <laughs> so, you know, kind of getting that craft honed in, but really there's a lot of other things that go into it. Like Terry said, this whole concept of being the best customer service right now, there's probably lots of opportunity for people to gain market share because I know a lot of people are struggling with the whole situation with the supplies and whatnot. And unfortunately, I hear way too many people that are just kind of sitting on their hands and kind of going, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just going to ask for forgiveness, you know, doing stuff like that. And and so if you're going to show up into the marketplace and say, hey, I'm going to tell you the truth, I'm going to you know, advocate for you, I'm going to work really hard to find 
what you need and and communicate very heavily and highly with you, I think you can gain a lot of market share. So understanding what it is that you do best is is probably one of the most important parts about answering the question, what kind of business do I start? Um, so, and then you talked about niche marketing. And as you said, we are both big, huge advocates. And with niche marketing, it's like you said, you've got to have a have that interest and desire in it. And, and to me, it's like, what are you passionate about, right? And, and I know that that gets into, Terry's got his hand over the buzzer right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you're work, doing work that you're passionate about, that you have some interest in at least, I, I feel like as a small business owner, that piece is almost required. I, I would almost say that it's completely required, but I do know some people that have kind of <laughs> found other ways. But for most startups, I think it's almost required to have some passion or interest in the people that you're working with in the market that you're serving. And because business is not easy all the time, right? I mean, as somebody that helps small businesses grow, I wish I could just go, yep, here's your magic bullet. It's easy all the time. But that's just <laughs> not the way that it works. There will right. be some low lows. There will be that job that was 300 pieces that you screwed up and it's going to drain your bank account and you got to figure out how to survive, you know, and that kind of thing. There are going to be some lows. It, it just is the reality of being a business owner. Um, so if you don't have a little bit of passion for who you're working with and what you're doing, you're going to become one of those small business statistics of the people that don't make it. Um, so if it's just about, oh, I'm, I'm, I, you know, what kind of business do I want to start? One that makes money. Uh, there's lots of ways that you can go out there and make money, right? You can get a job, for example. That's way down the list here. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, you know, and and if you're interested in the creativity part of it, um, and and still want to be in the decorating business, I know lots of decorators who would hire you probably too. You know, I know people looking for press operators and and artists and things like that. So, well. And, and, you know, Aaron, finding customers, if, if, if there's something that you're passionate about and you're already involved in, yeah. guess what? The other people involved in it with you, those are your potential customers. I mean, they, those are the ready-made customers on, on day one of your business. So yeah. that, that's, that's another angle. And, 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 you know, Aaron, um, I, I know you have some more uh, it's okay. niche market uh, information, but uh, I, this week, <clears throat> you know, I've given the example of, of forest fires as a niche market. Yep. And I've, I've had three people come to my screen printing classes who go to forest fires, print in the parking lot and, and sell shirts that I fought the XYZ fire and they sell thousands of shirts to all those firefighters. I had number four this week call me and say, okay, here's my concept. And I, and, and what I said to him was, um, I, I know three people who've come to one of my classes doing that exact same thing. And I'm not trying to discourage you from doing it. I'm telling you, if there are three people that came to my classes, how many more people are out there doing it? Which means there is a, there's a space in the marketplace to yeah. sell these garments. So don't don't be discouraged because somebody else is doing that exact same niche. Be encouraged by it because if they're yeah. successful at it, there there's space for you. There's always space for. Have you ready, Aaron? People who do good work 
people who deliver on time. <laughs> the <laughs> the secret basic success. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The, the, there, <laughs> there's some foundation for you, Terry, right there. Um, <laughs> let's catch a couple of the, the comments here, Terry, before we keep moving forward. And I know we really haven't got to a specific nuts and bolts, and we're, we're close. I know we're 30 minutes in, and and, and we're, we haven't gotten there quite yet. But good comments that we want to make sure we get to here. David Haynes says, exactly. Don't sell high heels to old men. Find your target customer, right? <laughs> Love that. Uh, Eric chimed in with, uh, you do need to know who you intend to serve and solve their problem. It's okay, however, to change directions while you're underway. The trick is sometimes to get into process and move forward. You can't steer a parked car. I love that. That's a great, great point. And, and I think that kind of speaks to the, the lady that you were mentioned that you were interviewing. You know, I love that that's where she started. And I think that she had a better opportunity to succeed and pivot because she had those foundational pieces in place. So, you know, she wasn't having to basically kind of recreate the wheel every time she had to make a pivot. She had a foundation to work from and those pivots became easier. So I think people think it's the other way around. If I have a business plan, I can't pivot. I think it's right. the opposite of that. If you don't have a business plan, it's really hard to pivot because you're basically having to recreate what you're trying to do each time. Um, so anyhow, that's a whole different area. And again, that will that going up and the picture getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know you had your hand over the buzzer. And, uh, but Dean said, um, there are so many people out there. They just don't know where to go in their market. You just have to fill the void. And I think that's a good point, Dean. And, and, and like what Eric was saying, you know, it's just, you've got to find a way to solve their problem. Um, and sorry, phone ringing. I thought I had that turned off. So you've just got to be able to figure out a way to solve their problem with your, you. <laughs> with your unique gifts, right? And, and what makes you special, what you're passionate about. You know, like I said, if it's, if you feel like you can show up and do customer service better than other folks, then, hey, you know, that's what kind of business you want to start a customer centric business. You know, if you think that your art is something that, uh, you know, people are going to love and, and are wowed by, then you need to, what kind of business do you want to start? One that is focused on the artwork and what you can do from the artwork side, you know? So there's all sorts of different things that you can do there. Well, um, and, and, you know, Aaron, speaking of the pivot, yeah. uh, let me give you an example at, at equipment zone. When, when we used to be heavy, 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 in trade shows yeah then the bottom fell off there weren't any trade shows we were we were light over here in doing webinars and online training yeah. we just shifted everything over here so instead of doing a trade show every other week we started doing two webinars every week and and sharing that exact same content but just in a different format and yeah. and and did we uh, trip and struggle a little bit everybody did on the front end of this because uh, not a lot of people had a good handle on how to do an online trade show or that type of thing, but, mm -hmm. but it was, we, we, we were doing the exact same niche, the exact same market, but we just kind of shifted our direction because we, we were really forced to that, that this Avenue closed. So we had to come over to the other yep. Avenue and, and make up the difference. So, I mean, that's uh, I think that's an example that you can drop in your own, uh, situation because a lot of people have had to make that shift over the last two years. Yep. Yep. And, and, you know, answering that kinds of question, what, what's next or what kind of business do I want to start and all these things, 
is certainly different too now because of all this. So, right. um, you know, you've got the benefit of, of, of that, right. You're coming into, okay, now I can do this. So, um, and then one more comment here from the regulators, Todd says, be vanilla ice. If there's a problem, you'll solve it. Yo, I'll solve it. <laughs> it's how vanilla ice would say it, but that's a whole different. Um, all right, Terry. Well, so we've talked about a niche and, and I think uh, hopefully we've hit the point here that it's something that you're passionate about, something that you're, you're interested in, um, you know, kinds of what, and then to your point, what need can you fill in the marketplace? Um, but I'm actually going to get down into the nuts and bolts, Terry. So All right, let's, let's hear that. On. Um, <laughs> so once you kind of have that idea, right, we talked about band shirts or, or, you know, even the, even the firefighter kind of deal that you brought up, then you have to narrow that down into, what's going to be right for you. You have to kind of take what your passion is, what the need in the marketplace is and, and figure out where you fit into all that. So it's kind of, um, you'd be calling it narrowing down your niche. And so I want to give some people some tools to be able to do that. Um, so one of the things, and I, this is, I am not a Reddit user reader very often, but anytime I want to kind of understand what the bigger picture world is how they're broken down into subsets if you go to subreddits of you know firefighters you go to subreddits of um up and coming bands you know that, that band merch that kind of stuff uh you can evaluate kind of by those subreddits it gives you data what the subscriber count is of different areas and kind of what the level of engagement is in that subreddit so um Eric, I don't know if there's, you, you can grab that link out of there, but all these links will be in the show notes. So don't actually don't worry about doing that, Eric. Um, we're going to have some links to some of these things in the show notes for you that I will have up by, by the end of the weekend. So um, go to, go to some subreddits. That's one thing. The other thing that uh, could be useful for you is Facebook audience insights. And Eric is on it anyhow, but uh, Facebook audience insights <laughs> is a way that you can use all that data from Facebook to kind of gauge the potential size of, of your niche and, and kind of, um, you know, again, you're looking for a niche that has enough market that you can, you know, make, reach your goals, um, but is targeted enough that you can stand out as the best in your space. So you're looking for things like how many people are talking about it? What's the engagement level? What, you know, is there already a big giant behemoth that might be a little hard to compete with at first? specifically in that space how do you need to pivot and find your own lane there so to speak does that make sense terry absolutely, absolutely. okay all right good and then last one here for uh everybody is uh wikipedia has a list of popular hobbies um and i think this list is fantastic as a way for inspiration of okay what what can i do right maybe you don't have a specific hobby uh, outside of your decorating craft but there's some been some things that you've been interested in. Um, and so you get some inspiration here so from this Wikipedia page. So um, hopefully that is nuts and bolts, Terry. I, I can't believe I did it. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of proud of you. Oh, thanks, man. I that. <laughs> All right. Well, so from here, Terry, I wanted to talk a little bit about marketing plan. Again, keep your hand close to that buzzer in case I get, get too far astray. But... <laughs> And I think uh, for me, what I've discovered, and, and 
trying to kind of be the advocate for these bigger picture things, the 30,000 foot view, the business planning, the, the finding your why, that kind of stuff, is that it's actually the way that those things are perceived, which is the problem. Right. So like your story of the lady who started with a business plan, had her why, and then ended up pivoting. Again, I believe that that those tools are not meant to be this like, this is it. If this doesn't work, I failed. And it's this like, I can only go this way. All it is, is just a guardrail to keep you on target and not fall into the abyss. And so the same thing with your marketing plan. Most people, when they think of marketing, they go, yep, okay, I got to go post on Facebook. Well, and then they go, yeah, I, I post all the time and I never get anywhere and I've spent money on Facebook ads and I, I nothing ever comes of it yeah, because you're just spraying and praying and you have no real plan. And so a plan really isn't necessarily, I don't, I, I couldn't, I can't come up with a better word for it, but a plan to me is just like, let's set our target and then we can kind of take the path and try to get there. Um, so I, I don't know what the better way to say, but to me, a marketing plan is let's just set our first few moves. And, and, and then that way we know we have something specific to try <laughs> and then we know what works and what didn't work. If we're just trying a whole bunch of random things all over the place, we're never going to be able to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And so that to me, Terry is, is my idea of why you need, I don't know, again, for lack of a better term, a marketing plan. You need to know who your customers are. You need to know how your product mix solves their problems and, and wh why people should come to you. And that's a marketing plan to me. It, it's and, not and you know, when, you, when you're talking about going out there and, and posting on social media, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, garbage out there. Uh, but, but look at the people who are successful at this, the people that, that motivate you and, and see what they do and, and go through and just read through their posts and see what kinds of things they're doing that, that, uh, get people excited. And, yeah. and so, um, you know, I, we're, we're going to talk edu education here in a few minutes and, and you and I talk education all the time, but, you know, always be educated, always be learning about. Yeah. Uh, about how other people are being successful as well. Yeah, I, I love that tip. That's a great tip, Terry. Um, back to what we were talking about hobbies, Dean shared something I think is very valuable here. When you're looking up those uh, hobbies, look up the most expensive hobbies. Those people have money, right? You That's talked true. about the car. You talked about the car people, and I know you have a, a specific story, maybe more than one at this point, of people that are out there selling shirts of you know custom shirts of that those people's cars in the 50 plus dollar range exactly right and, and and yeah that's you know go, uh, there's uh, going to car shows going up taking a picture of the coolest cars you know uh this this particular person uh goes to barrett jackson auto auction and takes pictures of all the awesome cars out there goes back to his tent takes his dtg printer prints the shirt walks back and holds it up in front of the owner of the, of the car. And, and, and he doesn't have to say anything because the question from the owner is how much and <laughs> 40, $50. Yeah. And, and he goes, he goes, and, and so that was his marketing plan, right? To just walk up and hold up that shirt. What he didn't realize how it shifted a little bit was he said, Terry, I didn't realize that a week later, nearly every one of these people called me up and said, Hey, can I get 10 more of those? Yeah. Guess how much they are? 40 bucks a piece. 
and uh, <laughs> that's that's his that's his niche market though and and uh, and but but what does he know he he knows cars he also knows that people who are car people are passionate about it and that's that you know in, in a nutshell for us Aaron as garment decorators is everybody wants to buy what we have to sell and and usually it is uh, in some way to say out there to the world, hey, I was there. Hey, I'm into this. Hey, you know, um, my my old, old uh, uh, example is uh, going to the Stones. And and did I know how much it cost to make that T-shirt? Yes. Did I pay 40 bucks for one? Yeah, it was the Stones, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, uh, you're still touring, that so one. that's not an old story, damn it. Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. All right. When they stop touring now, you may have to okay. uh, yeah. just ask story. your kids, okay, what concert have you go to? And did you pay $40 for I, I did see that the killers are going to be here in Phoenix here uh, soon. And, and the, one of the band members brothers was in my screen printing class and, and mentioned that he was just going to print church for his brother's band. And, and uh and i said are you sure and he goes well my brother's in a band called the killers this was 20 years ago <laughs> like oh wait yeah you can just print shirts for your brother's band that's cool you don't need to do <laughs> that'll <else."> work <laughs> <laughs> nice all right well terry anything else about the marketing plan there i, I guess to me that the nuts and bolts piece of it is it's not about this rigid, you know, this is what's going to happen. It's about, again, kind of getting an understanding of who your target is, what passions are, and then and then just setting up some things to test and then having a system in place that says, okay, I posted, you know, this stuff on Facebook, which of these things worked, which of these things didn't work, and, and doing more of the things that work and doing less of the things that don't work. <laughs> and Darren, I think, and I think you, you hit on it there too. You, 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 you need to keep track. Uh, and, and your plan can be as simple as I'm going to post on Instagram five times this week or 10 times this week and just yep. do it. Yep. And just to kind of, because it's easy to get busy and kind of forget to do those things. You get caught up in the, in the day to day and, and, and you stop marketing um, but, uh, but it's, it's gotta be consistent. You have to, you, you can't just, uh, pop into Twitter and then a month later pop back in and think that all those people that were interested in what you had to say are still there looking for you. So, yeah. yeah. Um, consistency. I, I guess up we are at a high altitude talking about this. So it's, so it's my fault this time. Okay. All right. That was, that, that's on you <laughs> that time. Yeah. Well, you know, Terry, consistency is key. You need to show up every Friday at 10 AM for nine years. And <laughs> you know, you know, Aaron, if somebody wanted to, well, it's not a business. Somebody wanted to start a podcast. What's the first conversation you have sitting in a hotel bar um, at a trade show. Well, what are we going to talk about every week? That was, that was our very first conversation. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, here we are sure. nine years later. <laughs> <laughs> totally. All right, Terry. Well, when we're talking about marketing, I know there's an area that uh, kind of gets you going a little bit. So if you could just pass that buzzer over, I'll be ready, but uh, all right. Well, ahead. mine is business cards, Aaron. And that's, this is a nuts and bolts thing. You got to have business cards. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just going to implore you, have a good business card, have a business card. We are in a creative marketplace. Do not have the same business card that your attorney gave you from Bernstein, Bernstein, Bernstein and Smith. Um, yeah, nobody wants to buy shirts from you. If yeah. people people want to buy shirts or or phone cases or coffee mugs or polos from from somebody that 
looks and presents themselves first uh, at creative, second as a professional. So make sure you have good business cards, pass them out like water. You can buy business cards for 20 bucks. Make sure that you were just handing out business cards. And again, um, make sure that you look like a professional. Aaron, you probably remember uh, uh, Scott Fresner started this. He had the coffee mug of shame and uh, he had it filled with really, really bad business cards that people had given to him. <laughs> yep. And we used to pass it around in screen printing class and people would giggle about how bad these business cards were. And, yeah. um, and then, of course, we always had the situation where somebody in the class would hand you their business card and go, it's not going in the coffee mug of shame, is it? No, 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 you're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, have the pertinent information on there. Uh, have a good quality business card. And and, and here's why. First of all, you, you always want to prevent, present yourself as a professional, whether you're in a 100,000 square foot uh, building with all your equipment, and everything, or you're printing in your garage, you still want to present yourself as a professional. Most of our customers are never going to walk through our door. So yep. what do they have? Got that business card in their hand. So make sure it looks like a professional uh, presentation of, uh, of a creative and uh, a professional business person. I love that. And, and Dean uh, adds and put them in the completed orders again, like Terry says, hand them out like, like water, get them, you know, put them in everything. So to piggyback on that a little bit here too, Terry, the other thing, you know, cause I think the last time we talked about business cards, we had a lot of people like, do people still use business cards? So a yes, a hundred percent B the other part of your business card or, or your presentation is your website. Um, and, and then, uh, uh, piggybacking on that, your website and your email address, uh, you know, it, that's my other pet peeve. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I, we will spend all this time talking about emails if I go too far on this, but if your email is at yahoo.com, please change that. That's all I'm asking. We're just going to leave it at that. If that's okay, Terry, <laughs> um, Perfect. but the, your, your website is also your quote unquote business card on the web. And, and so again, you don't have to have this massive e-commerce, you know, huge pages, all this functionality and stuff like that. You need to have a clean website. That's got the information that allows people to contact you, get in touch, whether, you know, you've got a phone number there. If you like taking phone calls, you've got a, a form that they can put their information in. You've got, um, Maybe it's a request a quote button or something like that. Just a one page landing page style website is totally fine, but you need to have a good quality, clean, you know, website that looks like it was created in the 2020s, not created in the 1990s <laughs> or the or the 2000s. Right. Um, you know, the Internet has changed a lot <laughs> in the 20 some odd 30. I don't even know how many years it's been around now, but I remember getting onto the Internet in the uh, 90s. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, so uh, it just one of those things where um, that that's the same as your business card, it, you know? So if you're saying, Oh, well, I don't really have a lot of physical contact. Well, first off you're making physical products. So like Dean said, have something, a, a business card to go in the completed order, uh, a, a flyer, something, you know, that would be your quote unquote business card, but then your website then is also going to be very important to you. So anything else on that, Terry, or should we get to some of the comments here? No, I I, uh, I will uh, I will abstain and uh, allow you to move on to the next nuts and bolts. Okay, well, we'll 
I know we're going to be tight here, but we'll, we'll be okay. Um, Cause I do want to also get some of the comments. We've got some good ones here. Letty says, I even have a holographic sticker with my logo and website on it. I use that in some cases instead of a business card. Yep. Just that presentation. Right. And, and that's mm -hmm. great. Um, now Ramona says my email is at Gmail and has been established for seven years. I really don't want to change it. My established clients know it. Um, I would not, uh, I would not change it. Um, I still have a Gmail and, and some people might, use it it's not one but i i for anybody new coming to you it may because you can just have those emails go to your gmail account exactly but yeah. my my info at terrycombs.com goes to terrycombsaz at gmail.com mm -hmm. but but you know when i'm uh when i'm trying to encourage people to come to one of my classes who, who sounds more like a professional info at terrycombs.com terrycombsaz at gmail.com I'm thinking probably info at terrycombs.com sounds more like somebody that's going to uh, help educate me better than Mr. Gmail over here. Yeah. And, and or, yeah, or again, AOL. Like, correct. Yeah. And I'm not saying get rid of the yeah. <laughs> Gmail is definitely on the, the top end. And then, like you said, you've got AOL, Yahoo, um, <laughs> Hotmail. I haven't heard <laughs> run into a CompuServe lately. No, I haven't seen a lot of those lately. That's good. Uh, anyways, so again, not saying you got to get rid of those. I'm just saying for new people, if you're trying to attract new clients, you're starting a business, things like that, your your look, how you're presenting yourself as a professional um, could potentially win or lose a sale, win or lose a customer. So just be thinking about those things. All right, Terry, well, let's get to the next ones here. I want to talk about some uh, nuts and bolts stuff here when it comes to business licenses, tax IDs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'll, I'll start and you want to fill some things in. Is that work? Sure. Okay. Sure, sure, absolutely. So first and foremost, neither Terry and I are accountants, CPAs, or attorneys. So all of this is just the, the main thing that you want to do is you want to talk to your tax professional when deciding some of these things. But core foundational things that all businesses need is you will need a business license in your state and, and sometimes even local. So again, check with your tax provider or at very minimum, reach out to your state. And a lot of the states have really good websites with really good information about what's required. Um, and so get, getting in touch with them. Um, and then uh, and then having a federal and, and state tax ID number, and but having a federal tax ID number, it's free and it gives you some protection. Again, talk to your accountant about what's right for you as far as protecting yourself and your business. And, you know, it's like, it's like oh, should I do an LLC? I don't know. I don't know all the specifics. Your accountant should know all your specifics and, and help you with that. Um, so a couple of those things. What else it falls in that, Terry, that uh, people just need to do? And then we can talk about why it's important too. Yeah, and and the thing about uh, you know every state's going to be a little bit different, but your state wants you to be in business. They'll 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 give you the list of things you need. Um, when Kim moved her business from Oklahoma to to Arizona, she got her Arizona tax ID, and yep. then was notified that Glendale, Arizona, also requires you to have a a business license. And your local business license, I think hers was fifty dollars. Uh, uh, so, but but your states they're going to help you. They they want you to succeed in your business. Your local uh, 
locality. They they want you to be in business. Why? Because they're going to get tax revenue from it. Yeah. And, and having a tax ID, uh, that's going to help you when you buy equipment because uh, m- for the most part, most states, you don't pay sales tax on equipment and, and, and even products that are consumed in the process. Uh, even California, while you still pay sales tax on equipment, it's a lower sales tax if you have a California tax ID. So you, you'll want to have those kind of things. And just a, a side note, here's a pro tip. When it says what kind of business you're in, uh, most of us in garment and product decorating are light manufacturing. So that's the box you're going to check. Nice. Excellent. That's a great tip. That's a perfect nuts and bolts tip there. Yeah. And Terry, you talked about, you know, why it's a good thing to have, have that, like you said, that, you know, not paying the tax on the products that you're consuming. Um, in some cases, equipment, again, depending on your state and all the, their regulations and whatnot. Um, the other part about it is there are certain vendors where you have to have this information to be a customer of theirs. And and when you're a customer of people like that, your pricing is going to be better and, um, you, you know, you're going to be able to have bigger margins because your pricing's better. Um, so I've, I know a lot of startups, they kind of go, oh, you know, I'm just getting started. I don't really need all that stuff yet. You do. And, and honestly, the costs of these things are very low. And if you're not making a lot of sales yet, you're not paying a lot of taxes. So what ends up happening to people is they don't do it. And then by the time they do do it, they've got to figure it all out and like, Oh my God, I got to pay all these back taxes and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And then the other part about it, and in fact, we've got Dave Harding in here. So that's, this is great. He can help us out a little bit. Um, Dave is a equipment finance guy. So he, in fact, he shared uh, tax IDs can't be used typically for equipment, but a lot of states have manufacturers exemptions. So there you go. little update there. And, and, and um, you know, speaking of Dave Harding, uh, so for I'm sure he hears this all the time. Well, I've been in business for five years, but I actually just registered my business this year. Well, yeah. guess what? You're a new business. <laughs> yeah. And and that that was going to be my next point. I'd I love that you, you went there, Terry. We're on the same page because that's exactly it, right? The sooner you register, the sooner you're in business. And um, the sooner that you start building, you know, if you need to borrow money, ask Dave from DCA leasing there, uh, the, if you have, if you're a new business, it's more expensive or possibly not even possible to borrow money compared to somebody that's been in business for a number of years. So um, uh, really good point there, Terry. Uh, Let's see what Bevy Jean has here. She says, so I started an LLC after my first run of business cards. Do you think on the next run of cards I should put granny of the hood llc terry any thoughts on that i I, me personally i don't think it makes any difference uh i I don't think it makes a difference to your customer if you're showing yourself as llc or not and there's certainly no legal obligation that i'm aware of as aaron mentioned we are not accountants or attorneys we do have accountants and attorneys on our show periodically. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And so if you do have questions, we'll, we'll happily give you some, some places to go, but yeah, I agree with you, Terry. I, I don't think that, that that's um, a necessary thing. I don't think it's going to be a uh, deterrent for somebody to say, Oh, they're not professional because they don't have LLC at the end. 
fact, I think most normal people don't really maybe even know what LLC means. Right. Right. Um, you know, so unless you are an attorney, I don't think you need the abbreviations at the end. <laughs> um, all right. And then Dave says a uh, huge factor in finance is time and business. Make your hobby a business. Typically the tax savings would be well over any downside. So there you go. Um, thank you, Dave. Now, Terry they didn't know he was going to be a special guest in the, uh, in, in the, the, in the comments there. there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so speaking of equipment, Terry, why don't we go to that next? Let's, let's talk to us about that side of things. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'll make it quick. Um, nuts and bolts. Um, don't bite off more than you can chew. And, and this isn't necessarily just in buying equipment, but it's in the processes as well, because, uh, and Aaron, I know you've heard this before from people, uh, I, I, I'm here at the show. I bought some embroidery equipment. I bought some screen printing equipment. I bought a sublimation printer, and now I'd, I'd like to buy a direct-to-garment printer. And my response is, are you sure? Do you want to <laughs> do all those things? Because guess what? You're going to spend the next three years uh, being mediocre at all those things. And and so kind of kind of focus on, on what it is you want to do first. And then add on and add on. But to try to do all those things all at one time, uh, I, you know, when I talk to those folks a year later, they're always still struggling with all of it. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting kind of okay at screen printing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sort of okay over here with embroidery. I'm, and, and, and so try to focus your business to start with. And the second thing about buying equipment that that I encourage people, listen, when you are new to this industry, buy new equipment. And, and the reason being is, um, first of all, it's going to have a warranty uh, that you're going to have someone to talk to about the equipment if you have questions. Uh, second of all, I have no problem buying used equipment if I know the industry, if I know what it is I'm looking at, if I know what I'm buying. Yeah. Uh, so many people get involved in business and buy somebody else's equipment or, or uh, you know, um, they, they buy something and they don't know if it's not working because of them or the equipment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, hey, uh, have at it once you're in the business. You know, once you're a screen printer over here, and, and you get an opportunity to buy a used whatever automatic press, if you understand what you're looking at, you go and take a look at it and say, okay, this is in good condition. I'm going to buy it. Don't be that person when you first start out. You you're, you don't have the expertise yep. to evaluate that used equipment. So no yep. matter how much that person selling it says, it's like new. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I and in fact, we even talked about that with Todd last week when we were talking about DTF, right? You know, right. when you're getting into it and you're new into it and stuff like that, what you're going to buy, you have to know what you're getting into, right? And so, you know, his his advice, and I think it's good advice, is if if you really are new and you need a, a kind of a worry-free, you need a, a printer that's made to print these kinds of inks, like an Epson F2100, you know, and that you could print DTG or DTF. And so same thing. It's like, yeah, don't get into something if you're not ready to open up the hood and, and take things apart uh, just because it's the cheapest thing out there. It's going to end up being the most expensive thing that you buy uh, because it's <laughs> exactly. not making you any money. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I love that. The other thing I wanted to mention, and I've heard you give this advice before, Terry, so I will retell the story so Kim doesn't okay. get mad. Um, and because I think this is really important too, when people show up and, okay, I've got a $10,000 budget, 
and I'm going to buy this $10,000 piece of equipment. <clears throat> um, don't do that because if all you've got is $10,000, you need the supplies, right? You need the inks, you need the shirts, you need the, you know, I, I need the stuff that I'm going to package it in. I need the stuff that the labels that I'm going to print on the shipping labels. And I need to buy my scanner for, you know, the, the scale for shipping, Wh whatever it is. There's other things besides that piece of equipment that are involved right. in starting up a business. And so just remember that stuff. I think we show up and we get really excited. Oh my God, this thing's so cool. It can do what I need it to do. It's just under my budget so I can make this happen. And then they get back and they're like, I don't have any money to actually run my business now. Exactly right. But, yeah. and, and when you start a business, Aaron, you well know this, uh, the money's going out the door faster than it's coming in on the, on, on the, on the opening of your, your business. So you, you, you got to have some cushion in there. And if, if that means, uh, calling up Dave and getting a lease on that equipment so that you can hold on to your, to your cash. I mean, that's, yep. that's what a lot of folks do. And you think, well, I don't want to pay interest. Well, guess what? If, if you don't have any money in the bank, it's going to be pretty hard to run that business. Yeah. You're going to be paying interest because you'll be paying more interest on your credit cards, <laughs> right? <laughs> Trying exactly. to run your business. So, um, We'll get a couple more comments here. And then uh, one other thing I want to say about that before we get to wrapping this up, I know we're into bonus time, but uh, don't want to miss any of this good stuff. Eric said, uh, you don't have to produce every product yourself. Um, I know a lot of people that said in hindsight, after they started their business, that um, they probably would have done it differently knowing what they know now. And a big part of that is I wouldn't have bought the equipment. I would have just sold and let somebody else do that because like, that wasn't what they were into. So um, and then Dale says, if you're going to buy equipment, do, do you have a market for it? That's a really good point. Otherwise it's a great expensive dust collector. I think, you know, we saw that a lot, Terry, when back in the old days, when we were selling T-Jets, it was exciting. It was hot. It was sexy. And then it ended up being a dust collector because they didn't have a market for it yet. And then, you know, right. and then when all of a sudden they got a job for it and it had been sitting there for three months with ink in it, then it didn't work. Right. And so, <laughs> um, my, right. my favorite, Aaron, was somebody who called me up at original T-Jet days and said, hey, uh, could I buy an extended warranty on my printer? And I said, well, that's available. Are you having an issue with your printer? Oh, well, I haven't taken it out of the box yet. And the warranty runs out next week. And I thought, wow, that's that, that was about seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000. And you, you never opened the box? Really? You, <laughs> you, you must have a lot more money than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, awesome comments coming from, from you guys and, and Terry for obviously from you as well, but awesome comments coming in from the regulators. So if you are listening to the podcast version, make sure you jump over to our Facebook page and check out some of the additional comments that we're not going to be able to get to here today, but you guys keep them coming. We'll, we'll try to pop in where we can. Um, so one last thing on this, uh, equipment and supplies side of things, Terry, the other thing, and I think even Todd mentioned it last week too, is start also after you buy the equipment the other thing you need to do is you need to find suppliers I, I think what a lot of new businesses do is they just go to google they type for what they need and they find the place that has spent the most on advertising and seo to get to the top and they end up buying shirts for example at a cost that is well above where they could be buying them from but that's all they know and so understanding the suppliers you know it's not just a okay, I need to print shirts and I'm going to do a quick Google search and, and find what I need. You need to do some research. You need to build a relationship. 
with with them. You you should you know find out what it takes to set up an account. Could it be possible to have a rep, right? That, those kinds of things. And so, and then Todd mentioned this, the part that I wanted to also share is if there's only one supplier for that thing, be very wary of that and, and make sure, you know, so if you're always buying shirts from T TSC, you know, and then SNS buys them and you hate SNS for whatever reason, do you have an alternative? Right. I, I, I'm not saying that. Sorry, yes, know that, so there's but, no reason for anybody to hate you. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I totally just an example. I don't know anybody that actually does hate them. I'm just saying that's one scenario. Another scenario could just be that that particular supplier doesn't have anything. Right. And that's the reality today. And, but I'm seeing the people in our industry that have relationships in other more creative places than just the the big distributors are actually able to kind of keep moving when the rest of them are stuck so mm -hmm. again i'm gonna start get your hand on that buzzer terry i was almost that was close um, <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's uh talk and i you know i kind of had noted that uh, i was going to talk about education but why don't i uh turn that over to you terry you already mentioned it and so i think you've got some good uh, good points here on getting well, educated yeah, and 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 hundred percent, go out and get educated in in whatever it is that you want to do, uh, specifically in the production process. And and yeah, go take a class, go to the trade shows, uh, talk to people, um, uh, go to the seminars. Uh, you know, and and I guess I'm going to beat that dead horse again. Don't trust everything that you see on the internet. Uh, <laughs> someone sent me yesterday, Aaron. A, a video from a, 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 a large distributor about how to pre-treat shirts. And I stopped making a list of all the wrong things they were saying in that video that were going to mislead the, the customers. And was it malicious? No, that person doing it thought that he was sharing the proper information, but he was absolutely wrong. So um, don't, don't take everything as, as gospel, as my dad would say, yeah. but, uh, uh, you know, uh, go out there and get, uh, as much information as you can, but, uh, but view it with a grain of salt as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great point. And, and, uh, I do see that a lot. I mean, it's, I even see it in my 10 year old. So this, I'm, I'm going to get off track, but it's okay. I, I even <laughs> see this in my 10 year old where, like something will come up and he'll go, Oh my, no, this is, this is the way that it is. And I'm like, why do you think that he's like, well, so-and-so on YouTube said that, the, <laughs> you know, that the earth is flat or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and so the same thing happens for us is yes, they, they seem like they've got it together and, and yes, there's lots of different ways to do things. And so could you make it happen? Yes. But is there a better way to do it? That's been proven over and over again most likely. So like Terry said, you've got to do your research. You got to go find what's going on. Heck, I sent Terry a, uh, a little TikTok thing I saw the other day of somebody making their own screens from dollar store picture frames. <laughs> like, there you go. Right. And, and she, you she had suggested making... that I show that in my class, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was she making it work? Yes. Was she going to be able to have a bigger successful business by doing it that way? No chance. <laughs> it was interesting though. Yeah. But but if you're just somebody that's new into this and you show up and go, oh yeah, I can do that. You're missing all of the potential pitfalls and problems and challenges. And, 
you know, tensioning and uh, <laughs> I'm not a screen printer and I even know these things. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, all right. Well, I think we've covered that I, again. Yes. Get educated. Um, do, do the work, put, put in the effort to make sure that you're looking more so than just the, the thing that shows up at the top of your YouTube search, right? Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> All right. So let's see if there's any other comments before we get to five things here. Dave says uh, word on the street is Terry runs a great screen printing class. So there's thanks Dave. there. Um, <laughs> Evelyn, this is awesome. Evelyn says I became a stalker at a company for years before I got going. Learning is essential. Good job, Evelyn. And uh, Evelyn, by the way, I did mention that there was great comments coming in from Facebook, but we all are also on the YouTube side of things. So um, there are comments over there. In fact, Evelyn's tuned in from YouTube right now. All right, Terry, anything that we missed? I, don't, I, I think that was a, a, a good... Uh... Uh, a good start. All right. <laughs> and you never had to hit the buzzer necessarily. I know. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks for keeping me in line. I, that was great. I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, so let's do five things. I've got five things as related to education, actually. I so, love it. Eric, when you're ready. All right. So my five things today are five places to get educated and I am going to name names and, and yes, these are some of my favorites. So this is my own personal list. And here's the, the key requirement to me that these people made the list is places to get educated where you are not the product. So if you are uh, getting something for free, more than likely you are the product. And so there is a sales pitch coming and that's fine. You can still learn and get educated there, but just realize that when you're the product, they might not tell the whole story because the process is to lead you to their product, right? So um, five places to get education where you are not the product. Number one, in our industry, most of our industry trade shows fit that bill. Now, again, what I was just talking about there, if the class is free, the presenter probably paid for that room or at a minimum they have their travel and, and other expenses to recoup. And uh, they're only going to do that by selling you a product, not saying that education is not good. It's, I, I know our industry does a really good job with that and they still bring value to the table. Um, but if you really want to get some education without uh, worrying that you're not getting the whole story, go somewhere where you've had to pay to get into that class and again, most of our industry trade shows do that. So that's number one. Number two, um, the hands-on class from terrycombs.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that like you, getting a Reggie award? No, it kind of is. Do I, do, do I get a, it's five things award? <laughs> you get a, that's right. I'll make you one, Terry. I'll make you a mug, awesome. all right? Um, <laughs> so Dave said, we're on the street. Terry runs great screen printing class. And I'm not just doing this because Terry is my podcast partner here. Um, he's been doing it for years. I've been in the classes. I've seen them. Everything I know about screen printing has come from Terry. And uh, he, he, he does. You tell it like it is, Terry. It's not about pitching one thing or another. You know, you'll do it at Atlas. You do it at Workhorse. This is Terry Combs sharing his knowledge. So um, get signed up for that. That's number two. Number three is a place called Measurement Marketing. Um, they are fantastic uh, at helping people understand SEO and and really kind of for people that are not techie into the SEO and all the, and if you don't know what SEO is, these guys are right for you. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. 
Um, so, uh, in fact, I believe so much in them uh, that we've partnered up with them at our success group. So you can go to our success dot group forward slash measurement marketing and uh, check them out. Uh, gr great resources. Uh, the next place that uh, I would recommend if you're looking for education is CorelTrainer.com. And uh, those guys do a fantastic job of not only teaching Corel, but teaching people how Corel operates in our industry and does very industry specific things and, and can get you out of some, some binds and out of the weeds and, and really kind of uh, clay does a fantastic job of breaking things down into easy to use bite-sized bits of information. So CorelTrainer.com. And then last but not least, I do have to share my own company because I believe that we, we bring value and uh, it is OurSuccessGroup.com. So, um, in fact, Christine shared that Clay does a great job. So I agree with that. Um, or Kristen, I'm sorry. <laughs> I read that wrong. All right. So, Terry, that's my five things. All right. Awesome. Very good. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get out of here. Let's uh, just share a couple things that are coming up here um, for Eric. He has got his show today at 2.30 Mountain Time called The Take Up. And so if you haven't checked that out, you're, you're missing out. Um, today is episode 89, machine embroidery skill development, planning projects and processes in which he'll talk about advice, uh, directed skill development with some particulars, uh, about digitizing and embroidery tips. So if you'll head over to ericcampbell.com and click on the take up tab at the top, that will get you all the information you need to check that out. And Eric also has uh, Impressions Expo Long Beach training is coming up. I can't believe we're talking about Long Beach already, but it's that time. Um, so Long Beach in January, Eric, uh, three courses from Eric are on tap there. And you can see more and register at ImpressionsExpo.com. Terry, what about you? What's coming up? Well, I'm, uh, I have a complete screen printing business course at Atlas Screen Supply in Chicago this weekend. But as always, it is sold out and I'm leaving for the airport, Aaron, in a couple of hours uh, to head up uh, Chicago way. And it was supposed to be in the 30s and 40s. Now it's going to be in the 50s and 60s. So thank you, Atlas Screen Supply, for <laughs> taking care of that weather for me. Uh, <laughs> on still bring a jacket, weather, Terry. Just but, but, as somebody who lives in the Midwest, still bring a jacket, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, on November 11th, fall in love with DTG printing. That's going to be a, uh, a live event in New Jersey and a virtual event everywhere else. It's going to be from 1 to 3.30. Uh, some special guest interviews, some live uh, demonstrations of equipment. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You can uh, sign up for that for free at equipmentzone.com. Uh, I am in the process of scheduling my screen printing classes for 2022. My open weekend dates are in the hands of all my local hosts. And, and so they're picking the dates that work best for them. Uh, speaking of 2022, so far, uh, my seminar at Impressions Expo in Long Beach will be, are you ready, Aaron? Everything you hear about DTG printing on the internet is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm way. I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. And, <laughs> Hey, it's writing itself. I mean, I just have to go to the internet. And... <laughs> <laughs> say, it sounds like you got a whole big chunk of content just the other day. I um, did indeed. <laughs> and you awesome. can watch for all my upcoming events at terrycombs.com. Excellent. How about you, Aaron? Um, so coming up for me is uh, 1130 in 10 minutes. <laughs> You've got the half. Uh, so Eric and Campbell and I will be uh, presenting the half. It's a uh, 
finally 30 minutes of Q&A, no exceptions, only 30 minutes. And uh, there's no format. There's no structure. It's all about answering questions and uh, talking about, you know, a lot of times we'll talk about some things that happened on the two rare guys. So it's kind of the post after hour show a little bit there, but then we've gone other places too. So uh, just tune in live and bring your questions and comments. And you can do so by going over to liveosg.com, which will get you to our YouTube page. And uh, while they're on YouTube, you can also search for Eric Campbell and, and make sure that you're following and subscribing uh, with Eric and also they're at Live OSG. Or if you're a Facebook person that would rather watch on Facebook, you can tune into facebook.com forward slash our success group pro. And again, while on Facebook, make sure you're searching up Eric Campbell, E-R-I-C-H Campbell, and subscribing, liking, following, smashing, whatever it is that uh, is the known entity that you need to do on the social media platforms here today. So <laughs> you, you guys are going to have just enough time to fill your coffee and do whatever else you need to do before you go back on the air. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and then real quick here, Kristen said, uh, maybe the heat is following you, Terry. And then Todd mentioned that it's still flip-flop weather here. Todd lives not too far outside of Chicago. Says it's you'll be fine. Flip-flop weather for Todd. So. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm not sure there is not flip-flop weather for Todd. He's, uh, he, he's not a shoe guy. In fact, he's got to show off those pretty painted toes. So, um. <laughs> All right. Well, Terry, awesome job. Thanks to all the regulators. You guys brought it as usual, Terry. Thanks to uh, keeping me under control and and a great topic and and hopefully that brought a lot of value for for the newbies but also some things to think about for people that have been in business for a while so uh great show today terry exactly same with you aaron and we want to thank our show producer eric campbell um for keeping the mics on and the wheels turning during this show and remember everybody that daylight savings time ends this weekend for all of you but me but i'll be in chicago so i also have to change my clock <laughs> uh yes the that yes that will be so everybody will be an hour late at some point next week I, i'm guessing <laughs> at least that's what happened to me all right terry well next week we will be announcing the reggie award nominees and the people that we will be voting on uh coming up shortly thereafter so Remember to get your nominees nominations in uh, to regularguys.com forward slash Reggie's will get you there. Uh, and, and so this is the last week. But next week, we this is to me is my favorite show. And I think the most important show that we do, Terry, is because we get to recognize everybody who was nominated. And that means that everybody that was nominated made a difference in somebody else's world. And so we're going to read everybody off, even if they don't make the voting at the end, even if they don't get there, we still we still bring everybody to the table and and uh, hopefully people will be tuned in and we can also interact with them. So All right. Can't wait for that. that. And yeah. uh, until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.